Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley, trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you guys know that there was a really big interview on on Sunday night. Harry and Meghan with Oprah. And you're like, yeah, we talked about that yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, but we still have more to say. So we'll still be talking about it. But today what I wanted to talk about was how did this thing do in the ratings, right? Because that's like the big mark of a successful uh, TV event. Is if people were watching. If people were watching, right? We know people are talking, but were people watching? Well, yes, people were watching. To the tune of 17 million viewers watching it live on CBS on Sunday night. Now, what does that mean for the pocket of Oprah Winfrey? It means $7 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not too shabby. Not too shabby for uh, a couple days' work, right? But so that's a really highly rated television show, non-sports television show. I think that it was the highest viewed TV show non-sports since last year's Oscars. Yes. So it really brought the family together. It really did. Except <laughs> not their families. <laughs> We'll get to that Uh, because we'll get to that because uh, I do have the actual official statement from the palace. Well, you know what? Let's just skate over there real quick. Okay. Oprah got ratings. She got some money for it. Congratulations to Oprah. You can watch it on CBS.com if you didn't catch the interview on Sunday. Okay. Thank you. By the way, I did just want to say one more thing about Oprah that, you know, this she could have she could have done this anywhere. Oprah is Oprah. She could have done this anywhere. And many people, I think, were thinking, like, why didn't she do this on her own network? Why didn't she uh, do this on uh, Discovery Network entity? Why did she choose CBS? Was it just because of Gail? No, it's because she's smart. Because she knew that Sunday night on a network television station was going to be a a ratings, like, what it was. Exactly. A hit. People what were it was. watching. People were watching mm-hmm. and people are talking, including but not limited to, because this was my second question. How do you think this is going over in the in the good old UK? How's this going over at home for our friend Harry? Well, the palace issued a statement on behalf of Queen Elizabeth at 530 p.m. London time. And it says the following. Because, by the way, it aired here on Sunday night, and then yesterday it aired in the UK. So uh, they all got to see what we all saw just a day earlier. Mm -hmm. And this is what the palace says. 
The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members. Ooh. Okay. All right. Well, I feel like we need to royal speak that there's statement from some, Buckingham Powell. There's some stuff to unpack there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's put the suitcase on the bed and unload it. Okie dokie. Uh, so here's, the, again, the first sentence. The whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. Do you buy that at all? Okay. Well, let's deconstruct that. So we're really going to pick this apart. Yeah. The whole family is saddened. That speaks to perhaps the queen not understanding the full extent of Harry and Meghan's feelings of alienation mm-hmm. by the palace, yeah. by the institution, by the family. And that watching this interview, I'm reading in that statement, perhaps the queen didn't quite understand what was happening in a way that other family members did now what i I find no yes i think that's what she's saying and and i'm also gonna say i find that really hard to believe well there you go yeah given the um the closeness of the relationship between harry and the queen his grandmama uh as they say (laughs) Is that what they say? Well, that was my Americanized version of it. Duh. Okay, works, I guess. It always sounds like they're throwing an R on the end. Anyway, it's sort of like Brooklyn. Well, too. Yeah, hey, yeah, just uh, talking to my grandma. Angela. Well, you know, one of the things that Harry mentioned, and I and I can't recall whether or not this clip was aired on Sunday night, or for, it was part of the CBS This Morning clips that aired yesterday morning. The, uh, But he did mention, Prince Harry mentioned... That, you know, he professed his love for his grandmother and Mm -hmm. they had respect for her. He also mentioned the fact that the queen was not privy to certain information. Hold on. Let me get my official notes. Oh, good. Because this stuck out to me, too. He said of his grandmother that she was receiving bad advice Mm. from those around her. And so that statement from the queen from Buckingham Palace today kind of speaks to the fact that there is some truth behind that, perhaps. Yeah, that she was not listening to the correct voices. Yeah. Meaning she should have been listening to Meghan and Harry, and instead she was uh, getting advice from people in the institution who did not necessarily have Meghan and Harry's best interests at heart. Right. Okay, so let's move on to the second segment. Second uh, sentence. Now, I do also just want to say we were just made aware just prior to the show of this uh, statement, so you are getting our reactions in actual Real time. Okay. Lucky you. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. I'm interested in the second part of that. While some recollections may vary, that feels like a an out. Yes. Doesn't it? It feels a little bit like... um What's the word? Who did we hear this from? The word misremembering. Oh, nobody. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a revelation. Well, it speaks to the fact that it could very well be true what Harry and Meghan said. Maybe perhaps 
we understand what the actual truth is, but you, the public, are not going to be privy to the truth because we're going to be handling this in a private family matter. We're not going to be publicly accountable for this conversation. Which I, I think that's real darn unfortunate. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, um, because I think that there's an opportunity here for them, for the royal family to to model what it looks like to do some work. Uh, work that I frankly believe that um, all white people have in front of them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, you know, myself included, all when I say all white people, I literally mean all white people, no matter how far down the road you believe you are in terms of um, anti-racism, there's work to be done. And I think that the palace has a, has a really, um, they're poised to show, to model what that looks like. And the choice to add that will be addressed by the family privately. I'm not saying that some of it shouldn't be addressed privately. What I am saying though, is there is a public part of this that they are responsible for. Sure. And have been. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, the British monarchy. There's a lot to unravel. Mm -hmm. That was like that was like a tagline. There's a lot to unravel. British monarchy. Well, you know, I'm speaking in terms of the British Empire, Mm -hmm. their role in uh, such things as slavery and Mm -hmm. race relations and other things that, you know, I don't know necessarily if they want to address those things officially. Mm hmm. Uh, perhaps if they want to be a 21st century institution and remain relevant, this would be an opportunity publicly. You know, you're right, Colleen, to really have these conversations Mm -hmm. in a public space. But from that statement that Buckingham Palace made, it doesn't seem like they want to have those conversations. It does not, does it? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they, they, uh, she closes, I should say, she, the queen, closes the statement with Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members, which... That you know what? Listen, I will say that's a that's a lovely close to that because I think what people were worried about was did they rock the boat so much that it damaged the family relationship? To which I would honestly say, if Prince Andrew still gets to be on the ends, then Harry and Meghan should still be on the ends too. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Yes, yes, and. Harry and Meghan were very, very clear on separating the family from the institution Mm -hmm. and those relationships, personal relationships versus formal relationships. But it's challenging when those two collide. And obviously, it's to me, it seems that it's a very muddled relationship. How do you reconcile these very personal, familiar relationships that you have with these people? And then the institution that these people exist in because of their personal lives. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean if you're if you're still protecting Prince Andrew, I mean come on. Come Thank on. Thank you. Come on. Um I would just like to throw one last uh this is just a sort of a business um a business model idea for my friends at Paramount Plus. I'd like to throw this on the table before we go to break. They're listening. They I know they are. I just feel like it occurred to me today and I know they've done some of the um I don't want to say outtakes, but things that weren't included in the televised interview on Good on Good Morning America. But I I feel like it just occurred to me like there's so much we haven't seen of this interview. I if Paramount Plus would make the full interview in its entirety available 
on their streaming network, I bet they would get so many subscribers. Oh, I'm sure they would. Everybody wants to see everything now. Like we all said, this wasn't enough. We want more. Yeah. Well, it would be like, you know, when Francis Ford Coppola edited all of Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 chronologically into the Godfather saga, you essentially could do that with the Harry and Meghan interview. You could edit the whole three-hour-plus thing together and then slap it on a streaming service. And people would pay for it. Yeah, or at least people would subscribe for their first week and set their credit cards to remind them to cancel at the end of that week. (laughs) Who do you know that did that? I don't know. Which is what you should do with Paramount+. Plus. Sorry, not sorry. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The spectacular, incomparable Elizabeth Reese is here, and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, hi, you guys. We're going to head across the pond first because all reports today are that the palace, the royal family in the UK is in a state of crisis after this Meghan and Harry interview with Oprah aired on Sunday. It aired yesterday in the UK, and Queen Elizabeth finally released a statement over all sorts of allegations that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leveled about the family, the firm, as they referred to it. Mm-hmm. And here's what the Queen said. Uh, the whole family is saddened to learn the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issue, issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. Whilst some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members, is what she added. There's so much... We, we talked about this, that we sort of deconstructed it in our last segment, mm-hmm. and there's so much to unpack there. And the piece that I just am really uh, not... I don't know, I'm struggling with, is the notion that, that this was a surprise, that their struggles were a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not... That is not the impression we were given from that interview. I think the the it's might have been their struggles and their mental struggles might have been more of a surprise to the queen Could because be. she is so insulated by the firm. And that was part of what Meghan and Harry talked about is that there's the family, right? Mm-hmm. There are the individual members of the family. And then there are also the people who run the institution of the royal family. Right. Yeah. And so there are certain people that Meghan would go to to ask for help. Megan said she went to multiple people to say, I need help with my mental health. I'm feeling very dark. I'm having very dark thoughts that I know are not me. And I'm afraid for my safety and my well-being. And they were saying, well, that's just not how it's done. That's just not, that's not what we do here. Yeah, there were specific points in the... This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply interview where I thought that Harry made it a point to say about his relationship with his grandmother that she is getting bad advice from handlers around her. Yep. So in this statement, it speaks to perhaps the queen being unaware of exactly what was going on concerning Harry and Meghan and to what extent uh, they were just experiencing all this negativity in the royal family. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that's the difference between the institution and the um, and then the actual family members. And I mean, for the queen to care, uh, you know, to continue to say they are much loved members of the family is a departure from how things have been in the past. With the royal family. Okay, say, say more about that. Well, it's just sort of been like, this is your duty and this is what you do. Sure. I mean, okay. do you, like from watching The Crown, now I know that's a fictional show, but it's based in truth. It didn't seem like publicly there was ever any like, any any um, public statement made about how much she loved her sister, Princess Margaret, mm-hmm. when she completely would not allow her sister to have happiness. You know, I mean, her sister wanted to marry someone that she loved. Yeah. And Queen Elizabeth said no. Right. Mm-hmm. It is interesting because, you know, this is something that is so unrelatable about the royal family is the fact that they and but it may be relatable to people who have some sort of family business that they operate on two levels simultaneously at all times. Mm-hmm. They operate like an actual family, but they operate like. A business at the same time right so the public facing piece is not necessarily infused with the emotion that you feel for your family members right it is infused with the best decision at the time that they believe is right for the business yeah, right. so then the what, monarchy what does the venn diagram look like right where the emotions of the family intersect with the objectivity of the quote-unquote business right yeah you're totally right and then what happens when something infringes upon the other and which one takes precedence which, yeah which you one know, which, which, which one takes priority exactly right absolutely prince charles was at a um, covid vaccine clinic he is said behind the scenes to have been in a state of complete despair for two reasons that Harry said um, that he was let down by his father and he's feeling very badly about that relationship with his son. But then also because he has really high approval ratings as the next king. And now this is going to be a big blow to his reputation. Yeah, I mean, he does. He did not look good. No, no. he um, uh, hasn't commented on the uh, interview, um, but he did seem to be in good spirits. He was joking with one vaccine recipient that he had already gotten his vaccine because he said, I may be a little bit older than you (laughs) priority. Um, And he was asked, somebody asked him about the interview as he was walking past and he just kind of chuckled and continued walking. Oh, didn't say anything about it. I, you know, maybe some practice around how to react to that stuff that doesn't include laughter. Yeah, I know. I I think, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes when people fall down, I laugh because I get so uncomfortable. No, I mean, he's obviously uncomfortable, (laughs) but like 
That's you how know. he's dealing with stress right now. Yes. And perhaps the optics of that way of dealing with this particular stress <laughs> right. is going to read a little weird. You, I think, may be right about that. And then, of course, you've got Meghan Markle's family, uh, her father and half-sister, who have both done interviews, and her father essentially siding with the royal family now. Yeah, which is... They're both the which worst. shocks absolutely nobody, but Mm-mm. should make you absolutely twisted inside. Yeah. Because after we have seen Megan, um, and you know, I'll say it again, like I, you know, I certainly, you do, I did sort of feel so much for Megan in the way that she um, characterized her time um, since her marriage to Harry. Yeah. Um, I did feel for her. I know that that was their version of events and that um, that there is, you know, that there's other stories, right? That right. there's other stories to be told. And, and I've read things where people are like, well, you know, she's an actress. Listen, I'm not I'm going to take her at her word at all the things that have happened to her. And I and like her or dislike her. You cannot argue that she really got a rough shake. Mm-hmm. Right. And frankly, she got a rough shake with the royal family, but she got the rougher shake with her family of origin. Her family yeah. of origin, yes. 100%. And then the press feeding into it. It's terrible. And it was terrible. I mean, I just don't think you can read the headlines that have been printed about her and in any way say that's okay. No. I've got a headline for people. Do it. Families are messy. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Families are you can messy. Say that again. Yeah, they are. They are, and they're complicated, and there's uh, there's all sorts of dynamics at play. But I think to say, you know, even this idea that Megan like manipulated and orchestrated this whole thing. Listen, if she was going to manipulate and orchestrate anything, she'd want to be a princess, you know? Right? She'd want to be in there and like be part of it. I don't think part of the manipulation was like, hey, let's leave. No, right. she'd do some Disney villain stuff and then she'd want to be queen. Exactly. Like, Hello. You. We all know how that story would end. Elizabeth Reese, that was a <laughs> lovely dirt alert. Thank you so much. Thanks, friends. Uh, hey, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrity mysteries to solve. We do that in the form of blind items that Holly selected for us and our friend Donna Valentine is going to help solve those mysteries after this on my talk 1071 we've got some gossip mysteries to solve on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment i'm colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation holly roberts and i are here with you and our friend donna valentine has joined the show to do a little uh blind items in a segment we call blinded by the item We're solving some celebrity gossip mysteries. Colleen and Donna, here is your first one. With this band member wanting a double share during any possible reunion tour, it looks like the lineup that is most loved of this permanent A-plus list group that had a big juice boost this past year Mm. won't ever be back together again. Juice boost. Yes. Juice. Boost. So you have to think. Oh, I got it. I got it. You do? I got it. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I so there, got it. There's light thinking in this segment, Donna. Okay. Are this, you ready for it? Well, do you yes. want me to do it? Yeah, I want you to help me do it. Okay. All right. So think about a band that has had a lot of ups and downs in terms of um, whether they've reun- they have reunited, maybe some members have reunited, but others haven't, and then they all did, and then they all didn't, and then 
earlier this year, one of their songs hit number one because it went viral in a TikTok video. Oh, yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Ding! Yeah, I got the cranberry juice thing. Yeah, there it is. Yes, there it is. Okay, fill in that blank. Okay, so with we don't know band member. I'm Lindsey Buckingham, maybe, but he's never going to play with the band again. So perhaps it's Stevie Nicks. Somebody in Fleetwood Mac wants a double share of any of the money gross during a possible reunion tour. So it looks like the lineup that is most loved of Fleetwood Mac won't ever be back together again. Man, mm. that makes me just real darn glad that uh, I caught him one of the last times around. I think I did, too. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a minute, but... Yeah. So good. Oh, gosh. that What That's a bummer. Sad. Yeah. Greed. 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 Oh. It's mm-hmm. the worst. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. The well, girl... it's a Lindsay Buckingham and what's-her-face, right? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. That's the that really have the falling out because didn't she say i'm not going to perform anymore as long as he's on stage yeah and in the lawsuit from 2018 lindsey buckingham that he settled with Fleetwood Mac said that it was stevie nicks who got him fired from the band to me i feel like this is stevie nicks who's looking for a double share because she's stevie nicks Mm. i mean you know right don't blame her i mean i don't blame her but also don't ruin it for all of us right yeah stevie come on think of us Next. Uh, Let's go with this. Blind item quickie. The amount of coke this foreign-born former A-plus list tweener and his wife do each day is astonishing. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh. Okay, so what are we looking for? We're looking for a former... A-plus list. A-plus list. Or foreign-born. Foreign-born, okay. Yeah, former A-plus list tweener and his wife. Oh, have a little nose candy habit that apparently is astonishing, according to NT Lawyer. Oof, that's going to be Justin Bieber and Haley. Yeah, give yourself oh, a ding. Good. Oh, you're on fire yeah, today. Yeah, that just, woof. yeah. Mm-hmm. Baby Bieber? Really? Oh, Grant, honey. <laughs> Don't get them started. <laughs> Don't get us started. Oh, I guess I'm just a little too sheltered in that. It's, <laughs> not, it's not a pixie stick. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No. No. Oh, man. No. Apparently, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin Bieber really like cocaine at an astonishing rate. Hmm. Yikes. Yeah. That's, that's, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, just say please no. don't. Just say no. Yeah. Say no. Yeah, Nancy Reagan then. Yeah, yeah man. Mm-hmm. This is your brain. Here's another one. Uh, I'm going to go with this one. Surprise! Despite revealing the gender of their baby to the world on social media in December of 2020, mm. it's a boy! <gasps> this reality star and his wife did the whole thing again yesterday for the cameras. Our reality star gets hit in the face with the powder cannon. <gasps> also, the pint-sized one showed up at the resort where it was filmed. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, there's a lot happening there. I know. So there was a gender reveal that's already happened. Okay. But a reality star filmed it again three months later for the cameras. Mm. And the pint size one is back in front of cameras as well. Oh, okay. 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 You got it? Well, I think I got part of it. The pint size one is Snooky, right? Yes. Oh, you're so good. Okay. And then the reality, I mean, I I don't know. Like, who's... Is it the situation? Yes. Oh. Colleen, you I didn't ding, need me. Ding, Why am ding. I here? I'm sorry. I... That just... That's great. Okay, okay. Let's fill in the blank. Okay, so... Filling in the blank here. 
We've got this. So despite revealing the gender of their baby to the world on social media in December of 2020, it's a boy. And it was all over the headlines, if you were paying attention Mm -hmm. to that. The situation, his wife did the whole thing again for the cameras. And her reality stars get in the face with a powder cannon. Probably the color blue because (laughs) gender reveal parties. Also, Snooki showed up at the resort where it was filmed. So Snooki coming out of retirement to film an upcoming Jersey Shore season, despite the fact she said she would never do it again. Oh, my gosh. She's been spotted. You guys, and she, okay, can I tell you, I came across, I think it was on Pluto TV, which... Don't even get me started. Okay. There was a, um, Snooki had her own, like, house rehab show. It was, I think it was called Jersey Shore Rehab, where she and her husband bought a house, allegedly, they didn't buy it, <laughs> bought a house in, on the Jersey Shore and were, like, redoing every room of the home by themselves. Really? And it was a whole show. And I thought, how, and it, it already aired, like, it's done. Um, but they air it on Pluto TV. I thought, did anybody watch this? Where was this even? YouTube. So my point is, Snooky needs work. Yes, clearly. I do like Snooky. Well, who doesn't like Snooky? I mean, she's quite funny. She tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. She's hilariously funny. Now, here's one thing I will say because I used to be a real Jersey Shore fan, mm-hmm. and back in the day, day. When the situation was having a ton of trouble with money, and so were some of the other uh, people from the Jersey Shore, Snooki was like, that's their own fault. They're terrible with money. I I have every single penny I've ever earned. I'm good with money. I will never run out of money. Mm. And NT Lawyer, who writes our blind items, is telling us the yeah. lie detector test has determined that is a lie. Snugs. No Snugs. shame in the game. Yeah. Think about how long Jersey Shore has been around. Well, yeah. I mean, like it went Over away a for decade. a minute and then it kept coming back. And I didn't realize it was still going. I didn't either. And now it's like the Jersey Shore retirement home. And it's just really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, saying, I'm just great. saying. Oh, All right. Man. Let's do another one. Well, you guys know how there are those Margaritaville resorts yes. for mm-hmm. um, uh, retirement so, communities. Yes. I'm here for it. Why don't we just make a Jersey Shore one? Sounds and, good to me. And they can constantly GTL. Right? <laughs> but it's not going to be like Jim Tan Laundry. It's going to be like, I don't even know. We got to come up with a different acronym. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be some kind of like... AARP, Geritol, <laughs> um, yeah, Tums, and <laughs> prunes. Yeah. I mean, that would be fine with me. I'm ready to sign up. All right, so here's another blind item. This A plus slash A list mostly movie actor who could really use another installment of his franchise to keep that upper A list thing going took a sex trip to Eastern Europe, and his son is trying to sell a copy of all the recordings the actor made. What? What? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. A plus list? Well, A, A plus list. Okay. Now, there are a couple people who are showing up in the uh, comment section. One of them kind of makes sense. And so let's just focus on the one that perhaps makes the most sense in this blind item. Now, this person made headlines over the weekend for a personal life choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. you sound like you know things. I, I'm, I'm thinking of... I'm just going to say it. Say it. I think I'm thinking of Nicolas Cage. 
Donna, give yourself a ding yeah! for that. Woo! Way to go. Thank Look you. at you. I get very excited. See, I primed the pump for you, and then you, you just... did. There yep. you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Another name that showed up in the comment section. Now, I don't know for sure whether or not this person has a child, a son that is old enough to be doing this, but Vin Diesel also showed up in the list. Ooh. I was thinking of him, too, because you mm-hmm. said the franchise yeah. thing. And that he needs another installment of Fast and Furious in order to maintain his status. And that has been long delayed. But anyways, could be Nicolas Cage, could be Vin Diesel. What would be the... Took a sex trip to Eastern Europe, and his son is trying to sell a copy of all the recordings no. that either <laughs> Nicolas Cage or Vin Diesel made. No, thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. No, thank you. Not interested. Be, what would be Nicolas Cage's franchise? Good question. A national treasure? That's oh. all I could think of. But too. at the same time, we haven't had a an installment in that franchise Mm-mm. for probably almost 20. Two, two decades at this point. <laughs> right? So like, is anybody clamoring to see that when, mm. it, if, if another installment comes out? No, thank you. Nope. Nope. Like Hard how pass. many, how many maps could there be on the back of the <laughs> Declaration, Declaration of, of Independence, Independence? Right. Yeah. It's like, you're trying to solve the mystery of the map on the box of fruity pebbles. That actually how would be a great movie. Hmm. When we return, thank you, Donna Valentine. You're You're the best. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly and I have been watching Alan versus Pharaoh Mm. on HBO Max. We Mm -hmm. uh, were treated, uh, that was not the proper choice of words, to the third (laughs) installment of the docuseries on Sunday night. We, of course, at happened at my house, we didn't watch it until last night. Uh, And so we're going to get you kind of caught up on some of the things that... um, that have, I don't know, come to our attention from this docuseries. Um, after this, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Grant. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hello. Grant, as you know, is at the controls. And I do want to remind everybody, like Grant said, do sign up. Uh, and listen to us on the app because we're giving away some real good stuff right now. Yeah. Right? Well, here's the deal. You sign up for the, the contest. Mm-hmm. You, well, first you got to get the app. Yep. Then you get registered in the contest. We are naming two $100 winners each weekday. Those two winners then will be entered to win the $10,000 pick your prize. And yes. one of those people is going to get a big legit prize of their choice. A big legit prize. Uh, you can find out more by going to 
to mytalk1071.com, but just download the app. Take our word for it. Then we can come with you wherever you are. Going on a walk, we'll go with you. Riding in your car, we're right there. Sleeping, I can see you. Ooh. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, okay, Holly, you and I both um, have been interested in this HBO Max uh, docuseries called Alan versus Pharaoh. And it's about the very high-profile... Um, battle between Mia Farrow and Woody Allen uh, that honestly occurred when I was, I mean, I I have vague recollections of it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't care much about Woody Allen at the time. And so I didn't pay close attention to it. So some, a lot of the stuff that we're learning in this docuseries, I am sort of seeing assembled in front of my very eyes for the first time. Yeah, you know, when when all of this was happening, uh, these were the allegations against Woody Allen that he sexually assaulted his daughter Dylan and that he went off and had a relationship with Mia Farrow's adult adopted daughter. So all of this stuff were memes and tropes of the time. So I was really young when this stuff happened. But you knew the jokes. Mm -hmm. You knew the cultural references surrounding this story. Woody Allen and soon you you, kind of understood that that was a salacious story as a youth. I mean, I would have been, I would, geez, I mean, I'll put it, I wasn't even 10 years old when yeah. this stuff was happening. Yeah. I was, I was really little. I was probably more like Dylan Farrow's age when this was happening, but it's become this stereotype. We have an idea of the story between Woody Allen, Mia Farrow, Dylan, Sunyi, but this docuseries, Allen versus Farrow, puts it chronologically and contextualizes that not only that story, but Woody Allen, Mia Farrow in the broader popular culture. Right. And it is a messy story, Ugh. right? So it starts with their relationship, um, Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. And they had a 13, how how many years? They did 13 movies together in the span of what, three years? No, it would have been like over a decade. A decade? You know, they were together for quite a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm sorry, sometimes I get all the numbers mixed up. And then she had um, a number of children with her previous husband. um, And then she had uh, one child that she biologically shared with Woody Allen. Yep. And then two other children of hers that he adopted. Yeah. So three children that were his. Yeah. And they went through the the legal adoption process. And those Mm -hmm. children were Moses. That mm-hmm. was a child that Mia Farrow had previously adopted. And then Ronan Farrow. Now Ronan Farrow, that was the child that they shared together biologically. And then there were negotiations about bringing in another child for both of them to parent mm-hmm. legally. And that's Dylan. Dylan Farrow. Mm-hmm. And she is the one, of course, that accuses um, Woody Allen of sexually assaulting her, uh, of uh, molesting her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do get you do get a lot of information around that. So uh, there is a trigger warning that comes with this, uh, this show. But I, I do just want to say, I, I wonder while I'm watching this, Holly, and I wonder if you wonder the same thing about how, if this happened in the way that it happened in the year 2021, how would social media play a role and how would the tabloid media be playing a role in how this was sort of litigated in the public court of public opinion? Right. Because some of the tactics that in the latest episode of Allen versus Pharaoh, it, the filmmakers make the point that Woody Allen was using the media very strategically mm-hmm. 
to tell his side of the story and to craft his stance on what was happening and how he was being perceived. He would go to places like Newsweek and Time and 60 Minutes, and he was... uh, playing offense with the media in this way and so he had the loudest voice and the yeah. highest profile and, and the so, most money and the most money and mm-hmm. so he leveraged all of those things and there's some hinky stuff yeah um having to do with the investigation around the uh there's there's sort of one central incident that they continue to bring up um involving woody allen and, and dylan farrow that occurred in the attic of um, their Connecticut home, mm-hmm. Mia Farrow's Connecticut home, during a visitation of Woody Allen at a time where babysitters were present with the other children and Woody showed up for a planned visitation and they disappeared. And so this there that scene sort of gets replayed many, many times. And there's a story about um, this custody battle that occurred when uh, Woody Allen decided to wage war against Mia Farrow and say, she's an unfit mother. I'm going to take the kids away. Um, as that played out in court, Dylan Farrow was repeatedly interviewed by a division of Yale that mm. paid attention to these types of cases. And there is no record of the interviews any longer because they burned all of the notes. Oh, yeah, convenient. It's mm-hmm. just a really interesting, like, these are the pieces that I did not know about. Yeah, it's a very intricate story. And there's a lot of recorded conversations between Mia Farrow and Woody Allen. They both were recording each other on the phone. Yeah. And you get a real feel for the gaslighting <sighs> on behalf of Woody Farrow. Woody Farrell. Woody Farrell. Woody, Woody Allen. Allen. Well, you know what's interesting about those, and I, and I find, found those to be very insightful in as much as those private conversations really il- illustrate the gulf between the public idea, the character of Woody Allen, because that is a character mm-hmm. that he made for the purpose of entertainment, versus the person that he was in authentic real life. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, Colleen, the gaslighting, the manipulation, the callousness of those phone conversations is really illuminating. It really is. Uh, that's called uh, Alan versus Pharaoh, and it's on HBO Max. And Holly and I are following along, and we'd love to hear what you think, too. When we come back, though, on The Colleen and Bradley Show, here's the question. Do you have a fancy coffee order? What is it? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. With Black Friday savings at The Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more so your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs. And high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Shop Black Friday savings and get up to 30% off, plus instantly save up to $750 on select GE kitchen packages at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only. See store or online for details.